deliberation on the ultimate reality culminating in intuitive experience by shri db gangulli this is the eighth book we are seeing in the english series published by adhyatma prakashakadyalaya under the guidance of swami sachidananda saraswati swami ji hole narsipura adhyatma prakashakadyalaya bangalore so here we have about six chapters let us start this first one the methodology of vedantic deliberation om shri gurubhyo namaha harihi om shri ganeshaya namaha dr krishnamurthi shastri dambe punacha bantwal taluk dakshin karnataka jille karnataka india bharat so what is the methodology of vedantic deliberation what is vedanta that's the first question vedanta means upanishads the philosophical teachings implicit in the upanishadic texts are called collectively vedanta alone what is the methodology to be followed to help cognize or discern the vedantic or philosophical spiritual truths what is the manner in which if we carry out our deliberations the real purpose or goal that has to accrue from vedanta will be obtained these questions let us calmly and carefully examine now so the manner in which vedanta has been depicted or elaborated upon in the upanishads that's the second point we may look upon we may look upon the upanishads as a kind of celestial songs the ancient sages or rishis by the grace of the almighty creator parameshwara have in their ecstatic state sung their intuitive experiences in the form of ballads they have directly and immediately intuited their objective and have projected their blissful ecstasies in the form of upanishads only to such of those who can elevate or sublimate their antakarana that is their inner instrument of the mind to rise up or soar to the dizzy heights of the intuitive experience of the rishis perforce the vedantic truths will flash and only such holy men will invariably attain the blissful state that has to accrue from intuiting such esoteric truths the vedantic aphorisms third point from time to time in order to determine the vedantic philosophical teachings logic or dialectics had to be used by our philosophers that as an era that was an era when the various spiritual system finders were carrying out their respective spiritual deliberations from their own viewpoints and were teaching their doctrines or theories and were in addition producing their own scriptures or authoritative texts in the form of aphorisms therefore answers to questions like which is the vedantic philosophy and what is the difference between the teachings of the other schools of philosophy and those of the vedanta philosophy had to be determined rationally rationally or logically after deliberating upon the upanishadic texts upanishadic sentences revered shri badarayana acharya undertook this task he must have explained in detail the purport of the, or significance of his aphoristic 
works and might have written the vedantic sutras aphorisms which are the vedantic teachings in a uh, terse or succinct form so that his disciples and followers could memorize the subject matters or topics through those aphorisms to that text of aphorisms the appellations of vedanta mimamsa and sharirak mimamsa were given vedanta mimamsa means the deliberation on the upanishadic sentences sharirak mimamsa means the deliberation on the atman or self who resides in the sharira that is the body since in this mimamsa or deliberation it has been determined that atman or the self who exists in our body alone is the brahman that is the ultimate reality as propounded by vedanta this philosophical science has acquired in later times the nomenclature of sharirakam mimamsa the era of the bhashyas that's the fourth point in due course of the time of time the question as to what exactly is the meaning or interpretation of the vedanta sutras that is vedantic aphorisms also became a controversial subject people belonging to different traditions conceived different meanings to those aphorisms and wrote their respective bhashyas as vrittis which were commentaries by means of logical arguments of the type this aphorism has to be interpreted in this manner alone for that alone is agreeable to the vedantic sentence as well as to the context relative to the preceding and succeeding situations the various commentators ventured to determine the meanings the followers of such commentators started affirming that their respective doctrine alone was proper or correct it came the followers of such commentators started affirming that their respective doctrine alone was proper or correct it came to such a pass that there was no universally acceptable standard whatsoever to determine as to whose teaching was correct and whose doctrine was wrong for everyone had written commentaries to all the three authoritative sources with prasthanatraya the principal principal 10 upanishads bhagavad gita and the vedanta sutras in keeping with their respective schools doctrines and they had begun to explain these authoritative texts according to their own respective commentaries the rishis or ancient sages who were the anonymous authors of the upanishads attached a great value to the heart hrudaya they were people who cognized the truths by their intuitive experience and enjoyed the blissful nature of pure being but at the time of the com- commentaries the intellect became more important the practice or trend of arguing on the basis of logic or dialectics in the manner logically this sentence must mean like this this particular aphorism must mean like this because became the order of the day the difference between the purport of the upanishadic rishis and the interpretations of the commentators was the same as the difference between the natural misery that the real sita of ramayana suffered in the ashokavana and the misery that an actress sita exhibits or enacts as if to suffer realistically in a drama further what can be the plight of people who merely learn by rote whatever the commentaries have stated and think accordingly to such people merely the sentences of the commentators alone are the last resort or the final refuge naturally for them the task of determining the meaning of sentences in the manner what is the evidence or valid means for this which is that authoritative sentence to substantiate this alone became important in the same manner with regard to the interpretation of 
the aphorisms too there were prolonged discussions or disputations <clears throat> the assistance of logic sought by the commentator commentaries it has been already this is the fifth point it has been already stated that at the time of the commentaries or bhashyas the intellect was given predominance and that deciding that deciding the meaning of upanishadic sentences by means of logical disputations alone became important this logic was of two kinds one of them was to argue in the manner it is enough if there is a formal logic the other kind of logic was that which was carried out in accordance with universal experience it is stated in the upanishads that the supreme self or lord was alone he thought in the manner i will become many and created the world those who believe in the formal logic alone conceived the meaning of the sentence arguing in the manner because the supreme lord has been stated to be the cause for the world just as a seed becomes a tree he was transformed into the world in this manner alone the sentence should be interpreted if any one asks them the question but the scriptures are saying that even now also the supreme self paramatman subsists as he is that is even after his creation is it not so after creation of a, uh, a tree whether that seed re- uh, remains again uh, still no but how this paramatma is there now after creation of this whole world from paramatma if it is like uh, a seed becoming tree hmm? supreme self paramatman subsists as he is that is even after his creation hmm? is it not they argue in the manner it cannot be for any entity being as it is as it is cannot possibly assume another form an entity which is non dual without getting changed or having mutations cannot acquire or assume many forms but in case if both these conditions are in consonance with universal experience then what brahman or the ultimate reality exists as it is but at the same time it has assumed the form of the world too and if this phenomenon or fact is in agreement with everyone's intuitive experience naturally the logic itself will have to be adopted to suit or to be in full agreement with such an intuitive experience is it not this kind of logic will know, will be known as intuitive logic anubhavanga tarka that is logic uh, in consonance with the intuitive experience the fact that what the rishi pronounced in the form of the upanishadic sentences on the strength of universal intuitive experience had to be reconciled with the logic in this manner is a regrettable predominant indeed a predicament indeed but how can everyone attain or attune to that sublime intuitive experience of those ancient sages at all the intuitive experience of the self is not an easy thing which comes of its own accord it is a thing that can be attained only through spiritual practices or disciplines alone but for that reason alone the aspirants need not lose heart they should practice such disciplines which suit their respective abilities or quality qualifications they should try to understand or discern the meaning of the vedantic sentences by following or adopting reasoning or logic in consonance with everyone's sarvatrika intuitive experience purna anubhava because the common run of people have not understood this fact at present vedanta philosophy has been tainted with the false propaganda that it is a vain deliberation or dis- disputation that idle old people carry on sitting in a um, veranda or a lounge so that is the thing here sixth point the 
yeoman services rendered by shri shankaracharya at a time when the confusion created in the minds of the true seekers by the commentary commentaries on the one hand and the various disputants on the other had increased and no one could reckon what was the ultimate reality of vedanta with the result of uh, with the result the aspirants were misguided it was our good fortune that shri shankara bhagavatpada incarnated he brought about a revolution as it were in the method of deliberation of vedanta that existed in his times it is true that he too like the others wrote a commentary but one invaluable truth which the aspirants had forgotten was presented by him in a lucid manner before them that was na dharma jignasayam iva shrutyadaya eva pramanam brahma jignasayam kintu shrutyadaya anubhavascha ಅನುಭವಾದಯಶ್ಚ ಯಥಾಸಂಭವಂ ಇಹ ಪ್ರಮಾಣ ಅನುಭವಾವಸಾನತ್ವಾತ್ ಭೂತವಸ್ತುವಿಷಯತ್ವಾಚ್ಚ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಜ್ಞಾನಸ ದಿ ಪರ್ಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಟೀಚಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಆಸ್ ರಿಗಾರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ದಿ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆಫ್ ರಿಲಿಜಿಯಸ್ ಆರ್ ರಿಚುಲಿಸ್ಟಿಕ್ ಟೆನೆಟ್ಸ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದಿ ಅನ್ಸೀನ್ ಫ್ರೂಟ್ಸ್ which accrue as a result of ritualistic actions are mentioned the scriptures alone are the authoritative sources or valid means but with regard to the knowledge of brahman the ultimate reality it is not so in this case the fruits of meditations which accrue in other worlds have been mentioned in addition the invisible uh, fruits which accrue by the knowledge of the ultimate reality of brahman also have been mentioned therefore here merely the scriptures alone or exclusively are not the authoritative sources or valid means on the other hand to suit a particular set of empirical circumstances or situations the scriptures as well as the logical or dialectical devices adopted by them may be pressed into service but predominantly the universal intuitive experience anubhava which can never at all never at all be refuted or invalidated by any one or at any time has to be accepted as the valid means for the knowledge of brahman that is the ultimate reality has to culminate in one's own intuitive experience besides for that knowledge the absolute reality of the supreme self alone which eternally exists is the goal or purport this exclusive and esoteric teaching shri shankara presented before the aspirants and opened their eyes so to speak this very dictum of his holds good to this day and will continue to hold good forever seventh point the greatness of shri shankara's commentaries shri shankara was born in kaladi in kerala took sanyasa at the tender age of 8 and having cognized intuited the ultimate reality of the supreme self brahman he wrote his commentaries to all the vedantic texts with the prasthana 3 comprising the 10 principal upanishads the bhagavad gita and the vedanta sutras in his 16th year itself ashtavash ashtavarshe chaturvedi dwadashe sarva shastravit shodashe kritavan bhashyam dwatrimshe munirabhyagat that is shloka uh, which says this adi shankara bhagavad padas uh, life life history ashtavarshe chaturvedi in 8 years only he who was well versed 
ಇನ್ ಫೋರ್ ವೇದಾಸ್ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ಫೋರ್ ವೇದಾಸ್ ದ್ವಾದಶಿ ಸರ್ವಶಾಸ್ತ್ರವಿತ್ ಆಲ್ ಪುರಾಣಾಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ ಅದರ್ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಾಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ವರ್ಸ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ಇನ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಟ್ವೆಲ್ತ್ ಇಯರ್ ಷೋಡಶೆ ಕೃತವಾನ್ ಭಾಷ್ಯಂ ಇನ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟೀನ್ತ್ ಇಯರ್ ಹಿ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ರಿಟನ್ ಕಮೆಂಟ್ರೀಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ದಿ ಪ್ರಸ್ಥಾನತ್ರಯ ಗೀತಾ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಸೂತ್ರ ದ್ವಾತ್ರಿಂಶೆ ಮುನಿರಭ್ಯಗಾತ್ ಶಂಕರ ಭಗವತ್ಪಾದ ಹಿ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟೆಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಇನ್ಕಾರ್ನೇಷನ್ ಇನ್ ಇಸ್ ತರ್ಟಿ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ತರ್ಟಿ ತರ್ಟಿ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಇಯರ್ ಸೊ ದ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಶ್ಲೋಕ ಇಂಡಿಕೇಟ್ಸ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿ ಅಷ್ಟವರ್ಷೆ ಚತುರ್ವೇದಿ ದ್ವಾದಶೆ ಸರ್ವಶಾಸ್ತ್ರವಿತ್ ಷೋಡಶೆ ಕೃತವಾನ್ ಭಾಷ್ಯಂ ದ್ವಾತ್ರಿಂಶೆ ಮುನಿರಭ್ಯಗಾತ್ ಮುನಿ ಅಭಿ ಅಗಾತ್ ಹಿ ವೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ದಿಸ್ ಫಿಸಿಕಲ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ರಿಸೈಡಿಂಗ್ ಸ್ಟಿಲ್ ಇನ್ ಎವ್ರಿಬಡಿ ಆ್ಯಸ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಸ್ವರೂಪ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಲಿ ಫಿಸಿಕಲಿ ನಾಟ್ ಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟ್ ನಾವು ದ್ಯಾಟ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಸೊ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಎ ವಂಡರ್ಫುಲ್ ಸ್ಟೋರಿ ದ ದ ಎಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಹಿ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಡಿಸಪಿಯರ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ಕೇದಾರ ಇನ್ ಎ ಕೇವ್ ಇನ್ಸೈಡ್ ಎ ಕೇವ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಿ ಟೋಲ್ಡ್ ಟು ಹಿಸ್ ಡಿಸಿಪಲ್ಸ್ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಸರ್ಚ್ ಫಾರ್ ಮೀ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಸರ್ಚ್ ಫಾರ್ ಮೈ ಬಾಡಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಈಸ್ ಟೆಂಪ್ರರಿ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಪರ್ಮನೆಂಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ದಿ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟ್ ಆಲ್ವೇಸ್ ಇನ್ಸೈಡ್ ಯು ಆಲ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಹಿ ಟೋಲ್ಡ್ ಸೊ ಇಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಎ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಇವೆಂಟ್ ದ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಇವೆಂಟ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಓಕೆ ದಿ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಟೆಡ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮ್ಯಾಗ್ನಿಫಿಷಿಯಂಟ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಈಸ್ ಅಮೇಝಿಂಗ್ ಫಿನಾಮಿನನ್ ಇಂಡೀಡ್ ಬಟ್ ದಿ ಸ್ಕಾಲರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಟೈಮ್ಸ್ ಮಸ್ಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ನಾಡೆಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಹೆಡ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಎಕ್ವಿಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಟು ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ಅಡ್ಮಿರೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ದ ಭಾಷ್ಯಾಸ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟೀನ್ ಇಯರ್ ಓಲ್ಡ್ ಬಾಯ್ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಟೆಡ್ ರೋಟ್ ವಿಚ್ ವಾಸ್ ಮೋರ್ ಅಮೇಝಿಂಗ್ ದ್ಯಾನ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ವರ್ಚ್ಯೂ ಆಫ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಶಂಕರಾಸ್ ಕಮೆಂಟ್ರೀಸ್ ವೇದಾಂತ ಫಿಲಾಸಫಿ ಗೇಂಡ್ ಎ ನ್ಯೂ ಸ್ಪ್ಲೆಂಡರ್ ಇಂಡೀಡ್ ದಿಸ್ ಆಚಾರ್ಯಾಸ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿ ಸೊ ಇಮೇಜ್ ಎಸೆಟ್ರಾ ನನ್ ಆಫ್ ದೆಮ್ ವಿ ನೋ ಡಿಸ್ಟಿಂಕ್ಟ್ಲಿ ವಿತ್ ಎನಿ ಸರ್ಟಿನಿಟಿ ಬಟ್ ದಿ ಕಮೆಂಟ್ರೀಸ್ that he wrote are extant before our eyes even to this day without undergoing any change whatsoever actually what they say shankaram shankaracharyam keshavam badarayanam sutra bhashyakratav vande bhagavanto punah punah bhagavanto punah punah that means shankaram shankaracharyam lord shankara himself became shankaracharya keshavam badarayanam lord vishnu himself became vedavyasa ಬಾದರಾಯಣ ವ್ಯಾಸ ಬದರಿಕಾಶ್ರಮವಾಸಿ ವ್ಯಾಸ ಸೂತ್ರ ಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತವು ಒಂದೇ ವೇದಾಂತ ಸೂತ್ರ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಸೂತ್ರ ರಿಟನ್ ಬೈ ವಿಷ್ಣುಸ್ವರೂಪಿ ವೇದವ್ಯಾಸ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಭಾಷ್ಯ ಅವರ್ ಕಮೆಂಟ್ರಿ ರಿಟನ್ ಬೈ ಶಂಕರ ಸ್ವರೂಪಿ ಆದಿಶಂಕರ ಭಗವತ್ಪಾದ ಸೂತ್ರ ಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತವು ಒಂದೇ ಸೊ ಐ ಬೋ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ದೆಮ್ ಟು ಬೋತ್ ಆಫ್ ದೆಮ್ ಐ ಸೆಲ್ಯೂಟ್ ದೆಮ್ ಸೂತ್ರ ಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತವು ಒಂದೇ ಭಗವಂತವು ಪುನಃ ಪುನಃ ಐ ಸೆಲ್ಯೂಟ್ ಬೋತ್ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಎಗೇನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಗೇನ್ ಇನ್ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ಇಟ್ ವುಡ್ ನಾಟ್ 
be an exaggeration if it is said that by the passage of time his bhashyas bring to light more and more the profundity of his tenets as also the precocity of this young teacher if we invoke him and his teachings it will certainly amount to our worshiping him that is an onerous but invaluable task which will be welcomed by every aspirant so this is the thing we are uh, in the first session we see we saw in the book deliberation on the ultimate reality culminating in in tissue experience by sri db gangoli next we will see in the next session this is the first session in this eighth book hare rama loka samasta sukhino bhavantu sarve jana sukhino bhavantu om tat sat